Welcome to the Red Letters Podcast. In this podcast, we will explore topics that can be life transforming while delivering a message of hope. <laughs> Hi, so welcome to this week's um, podcast, Red Letters Podcast. <laughs> I said I wanted to start, I don't know what to say, Tony. Okay, so, no, welcome to this um, week's podcast. Today we will be talking about what would you do or what would you say to your younger self? Mm. Um, I think that's an interesting topic. So I'm excited to see what my co-host here would say. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll go ahead and start first because right. um, I was thinking about this. And what I would tell my younger self is kind of like what I have told my children um, when they were mm. younger is to enjoy your life. Don't be quick to get married. Mm -hmm. Don't be quick to run into a relationship. Really do the things that that God has placed on your heart and or your desires that you have maybe to travel. Mine when I was younger growing up is I wanted to go into the army mm. and I wanted to go into the army for a long time. And I didn't because my dad discouraged me at the time. Oh. Um <laughs> He, he was 100% against me going into the military, even though I went and took the um, ASVAB test and everything. And I was like determined to go in. And, and then finally, you know, he fought me on it. Mm -hmm. And then he said, you know, he'll let me go in there if if I go to college and, and you know, go to ROTC and so right. forth. And of course, I didn't care for going to school. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that went that dream. But just really, I look back, you know, and I look at all the things that I really wanted to do, you know, like even like I think about, man, I could have been traveling. Yeah. I could have done a lot of things, you know, and and not and I don't regret 100% having children, getting married. It's just the things that, you know, I could have done without having to worry about anybody or what anybody would say or, or finances, anything like that. It's just, you know what, get a backpack and take oh, off, you know? Yeah. And just and 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 do the things that I really wanted to do, and I think more than anything too is just I would have ran even harder after God, you know. Oh. And there was a lot of things too, like I wanted to get into the missions, which you know. And I think at one point my husband and I both wanted to do missions. Um, we talked about going to Haiti at one point, and that you know it just didn't happen. Things you know we kept having one kid after the other, and. <laughs> And, you know, then starting the business. But, you know, if I can go back and, and tell myself, you know, I'd say just hold off, step back, mm -hmm. you know, put God first before anything, love him hard, run after him. And, you know, don't be quick to get into a relationship or have a family or relation or, or how do you say it, a um, relationship with a guy or girl, whatever, mm -hmm. just to really... um focus on enjoying your life and, and do the things that, that you want to do at that time, you know, mm -hmm. and eventually, you know, God's going to give you the desires of your heart. If you desire to have a family, you know, get married and so forth, there'll be time for that, you yes. know? So, and, and take one day at a time, mm -hmm. you know, don't worry about nothing. Just take one day at a time. So forth. But anyways, that's. Oh, so you would tell your younger self to what? Just go for it. I'd say go for it. Yeah. Yeah. And don't look back. Mm -hmm. Just do it. Oh, okay. Just, and don't think about it so much because 
I think that's the, the my biggest fear and and my worst enemy is is double double mindedness thinking oh. about it you know thinking about it mm-hmm. you know thought comes in my head or desire just do it just go you know it. yeah or overthinking it mm-hmm. yeah and I think that if I would have just did those things and not allowed fear to stop to you. stop me yeah I would be doing those things and then by the time I would have gotten married and had mm-hmm. children. I, w- I would have felt more fulfilled because I was able to do those, maybe those goals that I had or dreams that I had, you know? Right, right. But it's not too late for you and Tony to go to Haiti, right? <laughs> I, I think know. that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. So those are those are things we can still do, Ida. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So. yeah. One one of the things, I guess, to kind of add on to what Ida was saying, because... I don't know if there's a way to say, hey, younger self, get to know God sooner, mm-hmm. because I don't really know if we have total control of that. I think that would be first and foremost. I really wish I would have known God sooner, and I wish I would have chased after him harder um, to the point that I would never be swayed from hearing his voice. Oh. Mm-hmm. And why I say that. It's just almost a similar story with Ida. The church that I met her at, uh, before she started coming to the church, there was a season that I, there was a bunch of military guys that were in the church. And I started feeling like led to go to the military. Mm. And I was going to, but at the time, the pastor turned around and said, no, that's not God. Mm. And so I battled with that because that's when I was in a season of really consecrating myself to God and I felt like I was supposed to go in that direction. But because, you know, my pastor had told me, no, that's not God, I got that, put it on the shelf and never revisited that again. Mm -hmm. And that's why I say once you know God, if you can anchor yourself in knowing his word and not be swayed from that, I don't know how different my life would have been if I would have thought for myself. Oh, God. Because that, I think, sways a lot of people in life is hearing, listening to someone give you instructions that you shouldn't be listening to. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes they could mean well. But at the end of the day, I feel that we have to be, we have to answer for our decisions based on what we believe. And what's what we believe to be true. What direction is God taking you? Right. And I know my life would have been different if I would have made some of those choices myself. And um, even after that, you know, even actually prior to that, I forgot, you know, even in high school, I was tempted to go and, you know, look at the military as well. But, right. you know, I just I just didn't feel like I was worthy enough. I felt that you had to be this you know, alpha male or whatever you want to call it to get into the military. And I didn't have such a good self-esteem, you know, over myself or how I saw myself that I felt like I wasn't even qualified to go take the ASVAB. Right. (laughs) Even though it was free in high school and I did do it anyway. But I think just hearing and knowing what you should be doing and not being swayed from that so easily, That's that's something that I would have told my younger self. Not so much just go for it. Right. But... Do you know why you're going in that direction? Oh, that's mm-hmm. good. That's because good. then you won't be swayed so fast if you know that you know that you know where you need to be going. Exactly. So I think that's one of the biggest things I would tell myself, my younger me, is, hey, go ahead and take risk, but make sure you're hearing from God. 
And don't be so easily swayed, no matter who it is. Because, you know, I, I know, like, for that particular situation, I know the pastor meant well. Mm-hmm. And maybe it wasn't a good idea for a lot of people he saw go into the military. Right. But that doesn't say that that wasn't fit for me. Exactly. Based on his experience of people going in. So I think that's an important thing to do is that, yeah, we want to honor people, parents, loved ones, pastors. We want to honor them. But at the end of the day, you need to know that you're hearing God for yourself. Right. And I think that's probably one of the biggest things I would tell myself, my younger me. Mm-hmm. That's good. Oh, that is good, Tony. Well, for me, I think I would tell my younger self, and not just my younger self, I'm talking to people out there that are younger, and <laughs> listen to the people who are talking into your life. Um, I, I think that we tend to lean more to the negative, especially when we've had such a horrible upbringing or we've had so many mishaps happen in our lives when we're young. And we tend to listen to the nay, nay, say, nay, the naysayers. haters, the naysayers, um, those people that are themselves living in lack or in darkness. And we tend to listen to them. I don't know why, but we do, because I remember being young and you, I'd have like, so many people come like, this is never going to happen. You're never going to have this. And all the negatives, and I believed it. And that one person, that one, there was one person and all those people that would say, you're going to do something great. And I could not believe it. So to me, it would be just let, let go of all that outside noise. Quit listening to it. Your gut, your, we have an intuition. I believe that's the Holy Spirit. I truly do. That tells you, this isn't for you. This isn't for you. And when somebody speaks life into your life, somebody speaks real real knowledge, and it's always God knowledge, you feel it in your soul and you know it's God. I don't care how old you are. You know it's something that's not from this world. And and you tend to want to close yourself off of it or isolate yourself from it because it's not what you're hearing around yourself. It's not what you're hearing in your circle. Because mm-hmm. all these people, all they do was hate and give more hate. So then you tend to follow that instead of listening to that one person that said one that one positive thing and just grabbing onto it. Um, you both said something. So that that's what I would tell my younger self. Listen to the positivity. Listen to where you hear life. Listen to where it's love and it's genuine. When people come to you and they're telling you, you can't, you won't, it's not possible, no one else in your family did it, you won't do it. You know they're haters and all you got to do is smile and walk away. Don't take it. Don't receive it. Just walk away from it. That's what I would tell my younger self. And I think I would be so much further in life right now had I done that from the beginning. Yeah. And I like how you said that looking at your circle, because that that's... They say, you know, I'll see the circle that you you hang out with or the circle of friends that you have, and we could dictate what your life's going to look like. Yes. Well, just like you had said earlier, I think if you evaluate the circle that you're in and you see that, you know, because there's a story that, that, that they say that you could keep crabs in a bucket, mm-hmm. but it takes two crabs to make that happen. You put one crab in a bucket and it, it's going to try to get out. Right. You put two crabs in a bucket, and you could look it up on YouTube or whatever, Mm -hmm. but you put two crabs in a bucket, and one will never let the other one get out. They pull each other down. Mm. So if you find yourself in a circle, ah, they're looking it up. We got fact checkers. (laughs) We got fact checkers. (laughs) But um, if if you find yourself in a circle Mm -hmm. where you're feeling like a crab that everybody's pulling you down, then don't, don't. 
try to just fix that circle. Maybe you need to just get out of that circle and find a new circle. Right. And it doesn't feel good, Tony, because I think people, well, I was comfortable here. It doesn't matter how bad they made you feel, but you have to. For your own sake, because you want better out of life, you gotta you gotta let that crab go. <laughs> you said it's a crab, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And gotta, the fact checking uh, checked gurus, out correct. <laughs> yeah, is it correct, Sean? It's correct. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Miss Google. <laughs> so uh, let me ask you, uh, Ruthie, since she got on the the mic here, why does the other crab pull the other one down? I'll tell you why, because they're haters, like people. (laughs) (laughs) They're drinking that haterade. Yeah, and they're pulling you down. It's like, I don't want to make it to, I don't feel that I have it within me. I don't have the potential. I don't have the self-esteem. I don't have it within me. But if I can keep her here with me, they love company. People, miserable people, misery loves company. So they will keep that person there with them. And that's how the crab life works, (laughs) I believe. That's Mm -hmm. so good. Yeah, Google just says, one at a time, as the crabs try to escape, other crabs will pull them back down <laughs> to their misery and the oh. group's collective demise. Oh, oh wow. Misery loves company, so they're mm-hmm. going to... Yeah. And you know why, Mary, they, they turn around and they say that, like, you, you had mentioned that you could have a lot of people turning around and telling you negative things and mm-hmm. you ain't going to achieve, you're not going to make it. Right. And then you get one person that's so hard to believe. Yeah. I heard it a while back and I'm this, I'm not sure the exact... Mm-hmm. Since we got fact checkers in the house, but uh, <laughs> roughly they say that if pi- five people turn around and tell you a negative statement about yourself, mm-hmm. it takes 12 to cancel one. Oh, I believe so it. that that's why it's mm-hmm. so hard to believe that positive person. And I just I remember the ratios are something close to that. Um, but the the point is, it's easier for us to believe the negative than it is the positive. Yes. So, yeah, it's going to take a multiple of positive statements or positive affirmations to cancel out some of the things that people have said that we've let, you know, get tucked away in our heart. Yes, and well, and Yeah, exactly. you're right. I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to graduate. I'm not going to become anything, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I think it's so crazy how the power of the word, you know, your words change and dictate your life. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the power of what you receive, I would yeah. say also. Um, so I, I guess be careful, especially to parents out there when you're talking to your child and you're talking to that younger person in your life or whoever it is, friends, if you're talking to another child's, uh, another a friend's, a child of your friends, uh, make sure you say positive things to them. Don't tell them that they can't do it or this is not possible for them because as children, you believe it. You tend to believe it. I don't know why, but they tend to believe that it's going to be true that I can't do this. So if you're not going to say something nice like they've said, don't say nothing at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. And if you think about it, the words that people have said over each of us individually yeah. as we go through life, it's helping you see a canvas of the portrait of your life. Yeah, exactly. So it could become a beautiful thing or it could be a treacherous looking thing. Mm -hmm. So we have to be careful what we receive people telling us Mm -hmm. and, and, and try to, you know, latch on to some of the positive things they're saying to us. But we also got to make sure that we're, because the Bible does mention that uh, there's the power of life and death through the tongue that Mm -hmm. you could speak life or death. So you Mm -hmm. choose. Yeah. So like how you mentioned earlier is, you know, with when with kids or, or children, you have influence over right. teens. We must watch what we're saying because we're we're kind of 
paving the way that they can possibly go because mm-hmm. of the words we're speaking over them. Yes. And sometimes we take that too lightly and don't take it as serious as it should be. Right. I don't know how many times I heard, we were in Vegas um, just a week ago, and I heard this one husband and wife walking through the, this restaurant, and she's literally cussing him out right in front mm. of me. And he's, we were walking out of Cracker Barrel. That's where it was. Mm-hmm. Nothing about Cracker Barrel, <laughs> but the, there was a, a, a teenage son, a dad, and the mom, and they're walking out, and she's like throwing the finger, cussing him out, and mm-hmm. I'm sitting right in front. I'm like, and this guy just totally numb. Mm-hmm. He just like I blacked her out because or blocked her out so that I could function today. Yeah, and it's just so crazy how words can help dictate your future. Right. You know, and you know the younger the younger you, I would I would try to navigate those words a lot better than I did Mm -hmm. because I think on certain areas of my life, I took the long road because I listened to somebody say something. Yeah. Something negative. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think so if we could learn how to navigate that earlier on in life Mm -hmm. and, and, and bank on, no, I know where I need to go. Right. You know, I think that will change the whole outcome of your life. You'll be in a different place than letting people tell you where you need to live, Mm -hmm. what you need to drive, how your kids need to behave, what your house is supposed to look like. Mm -hmm. You know, there's so many things that I would go back and tell my younger me. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And also... Oh gosh, I had a, I had a thought and then it just slipped me. <laughs> Let me go fishing. And yeah, let's really go, go fishing. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Ida. No, I was just gonna say, like we're talking about the power of, of one's words. Um, there was a lot of words with with my kids, you know, when they were growing up that I I forbade to use. Like I never used the word, you know, you're being bad. You're you're mis- you're 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 a bad boy. You're a bad girl. And and the word stupid and and just different words shut up we didn't Mm -hmm. use shut up we use be quiet you know and so I really had to think about the words we use for our younger for the kids right because I think the well it's it's proven that the first five years of a child's life is that's where they get how do you say where they're they're molded Mm -hmm. and um and I see the big difference with our five-year-old grandson and his confidence level is through the roof Mm -hmm. he's very like he's very confident he knows what he wants and you know we it's it's just really as a a parent watch how you speak down to your kids you know or not speak down but just speak to your kids how you speak to because you're what you're saying is is molding them right to become who you're who you're calling them out to be yes exactly and uh, my thought came back Daida thank you for that so if no one is telling you anything positive if no one is actually talking life into you and I'm talking to the uh, to my younger self now if no one is doing it then you do it for yourself then you tell yourself I can do anything you and and we have so many examples if you I mean read a book or turn on a TV show you'll hear people that made it so if they can do it you can do it too so it's it's you encouraging yourself what if you if you're somebody sitting there saying well my mom's real negative and my dad is negative or one of them is not in the picture and my sister hates me but what do I have what do I have like you know what focus on your curly hair I have the best curly hair and I'm gonna do this 
this and I know that I'm going to do something in life. If whatever it is that you have, you have the best skin, whatever, focus on your, your great qualities, focus on the positivity that you have and you can look, dig in within you because there's so much in every, every single one of us. There's so much there, but we tend to focus on the negative. But if you don't have anyone talking positive to yourself, then you do it for yourself. That's how I feel. Tony's like, if I could go back, I would continue to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Start a positive journal. Write yeah. down every positive word you could think of. Exactly. And go yeah. back and read it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how true it is, but most of the time when I hear somebody who journals, they end up doing some big things in life. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's because of what they're writing that's going to come to pass. Right. You know, Maybe they're not saying it, they're writing it, mm-hmm. which is another verse, uh, version of them seeing it, you know. That it's coming. I believe it's that, Tony. It's uh, it's in Habakkuk two two, where it go. says, "Write it down, but write it in bold letters, what it is that you want, and it, it'll come to pass." Yeah. It, I'm paraphrasing. That's not no, exactly no. what it says, but it's in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's real good. I think another thing that I would um, tell my younger me or my younger self would be to try to understand what love is. Oh, yeah. Because I think that that. That can change your whole way of living. I think that there's so much in that, that f- the favor of God can just be shining on your life so well that it just opens doors that would not have opened because you've actually learned how to pay attention to your love walk. Mm-hmm. And and I'm not talking about a fake one. I'm talking about a genuine one where we could just love people despite what they do to you. Right. And I think that just paying attention to your love walk and being intentional on loving people despite the outcome that comes from them, you have to give them permission to get you off your love walk. Right. And I think that that's something powerful if you really think about it. You could be on your love walk, and if somebody challenges that because they threw an offense at you, mm-hmm. you you're either going to continue on the straight and narrow, and I'm going to continue on my love walk, or I'm going to give this person permission to let me do a little rabbit trail and get the love, put it up on the shelf, and let me give you a piece of my mind. Mm -hmm. Or you could turn around and, like I said, continue your love walk. And I think that I I would try to figure that out earlier on so that every relationship at every level would be different. My marriage would be different. Yes. Mm -hmm. Being a father would have been different. Mm -hmm. Being the owner of our business would have been different. Serving in church would have been different. If I would have, I think, understood it and walked it out a lot harder than I have been. Mm -hmm. It's something that I'm striving for. I'm not saying that I'm not choosing to go that route. But I think I would have, if I knew the power of it, I think I would have chose to try to understand it and run to that a lot faster. Right. Because I think that's a big difference maker just in life. Because there's people that I I, I might, maybe I was somebody I worked with or somebody I went to church with 20, 25 years ago. I bump into them. They give me some of the biggest hugs like, I don't mm. know what, because we've done some time together. Yeah. Not in a prison, but just in life. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. I think being able to have those relationships, it brings so much, it makes, it makes your heart smile. Right. When you could turn around and have relationships because it's all motivated out of love. You're not trying to see, okay, I'm not trying to have this relationship because I want to come up, but I want to turn around and have this relationship because maybe at some point, you know, I could be 
a supervisor over someone, right. you know, when I'm in my 20s. But in my 40s, I might be working for them. Yeah, true. You don't know what life is going to bring you. And I think just choosing to pay attention to your love walk is another big deal. So, because that's so good, Tony. And now I have to throw in a curveball, if you oh, will. Oh. So, <laughs> do you think we would be where we're at right now? Do you think you would be in your marriage, your being the father, business owner, the person that you are, Ida, Tony? Had your life been different? Had that love, had you, you know, what you said you would tell your young self, had that been different, do you think that your life would have turned out the way it turned out right now? Or do you think, I know because I, when you were talking, I thought about the movie um, Back to the Future. <laughs> mm. And if one little thing has changed, it, it just, uh, it's a ripple effect for everything else in life. So I, because I, I've always thought, I wish this were different or this or this, but I wouldn't have been the person that I am today. Mm. I, I think so. Yes, there were there were so many things that I would tell my younger self. But would it would I be the person that I am today? I believe that I'm very loving, kind. I try to help people out. But I think would one little thing make that difference? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know what you guys think. Are you referring to like if we hadn't found God in our life, and if we had? I would say just anything. Like for just me, in general. for me, like if I would have learned. How to love at a younger age. If I would have learned how to be a better parent at a at a younger age, would my outcome in life have been different? If I would have if I would have learned if I would have met God or or been introduced to my Savior back, you know, in my early twenties, maybe early thirties, would my life have been different? I don't know. I I strongly believe that everything happens for a purpose and it happens at the right time and it's His divine time. But when we talk about our younger selves, because I've always said, I don't say it anymore, but I was like, why, God, why weren't you in my life when I was six, when I was 10, when I was born? Like, why weren't you there? And it was like, he was always there. I strongly believe, and I now know that he was always there. It's just that life had to happen a certain way for me to become the person that he intended for me to be, I think. I, I don't know, but I, I sometimes say it would have been so much easier if I would have learned this at a younger age. It would have been so much easier if somebody would have taught me this or said this, um, but I don't know. So that's why I'm just putting that out there. I would still tell my younger self, hey, get it together, but I'm I'm just wondering, that's mm -hmm. why I'm throwing that curveball out there. I'm just wondering, do you think your life would be different had you been able to do or think, you know, gone to the army, Ida, do you mm -hmm. think your life would have been different? If I had gone to the army, I, I, I think my life would have been different, mm -hmm. you know, if I went, if I went down that road. Um, but I also thinking about my childhood growing up and I, and I look back a lot and ask my, you know, think about things that I experienced and, and, and so on. And I'm thinking about my relationship with God now and how those things that well, to go back a little bit more, because the person mm -hmm. that came to my mind is my aunt, uh -huh. my aunt in Puerto Rico, because when I was six years old, we were supposed to pack up and move to Puerto Rico. And we actually did. Mm -hmm. And my dad was supposed to follow a little bit after. And while we were in Puerto Rico, my aunt separated me from my mother. Oh. And she gave, she, I experienced a whole different life with her, the love um, of a mother she spoiled me. She took care of me as if I was her own. And she actually exposed me to church and things like that. And pretty much 
my bedroom window, you could stick my hand out and I could touch the church building because oh. her and my <clears throat> uncle were pastors. Mm-hmm. And um, that little six month experience I had with her came back with me when we came back to the States because six months later, my dad decided he didn't want to move to Puerto Rico. Mm. So my mom packed us up and brought us back here. Because I thought about too, what would have my life been yeah. if I had stayed in Puerto Rico? Mm-hmm. And that was completely different because I know I would have been grounded in church at a young age. Yeah. I would have grown up, possibly have been probably a pastor. Oh wow! You know, because a lot of my, my my cousins, my cousins <laughs> became pastors mm-hmm. and and preachers and things like that. And 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 I think about man, if I would have stayed out there, you know, maybe I would have ended up going down that path mm-hmm. because they were very strong in the things of God. And then. Coming back here six months later, I remembered everything that she instilled in me in those six months Mm -hmm. that really changed my whole, separated me from my other siblings, basically. Right. So yeah, I would, I would say it would have been different. It would have been different. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would say the same thing. For sure it would be different. But one of the things I was, I don't know if I was reading between the lines, but were you kind of, um saying or were you thinking like if you didn't have the tough times it wouldn't help you be the better person that you are today yeah i strongly believe that that. yeah i strongly believe that because that's what i thought you were kind of saying between the lines well just anything like you know you talked about love like if i would have learned about love earlier so to me it's like just encompasses so much like not like not feeling rejected like if had you not gone through that for myself had i not gone through that had i not gone through this other things in life would my life have been different and the good the bad the ugly but i don't think my life would be what it is now had i not experienced that first Mm -hmm. Mm, i get what you're saying Mm -hmm. that's what i was thinking okay maybe here's here's my thought on that no you did yeah yeah you did (laughs) my thought on that would be i know that if i would have been given better opportunities sooner and Mm -hmm. saw the light if you will sooner in life that yeah i believe 100 percent my life would be different mm-hmm. but one of the things um i'm i've thought of both ways it's kind of weird but i've thought okay the because of the hurt and the pain and stuff that i went through it helped me become a better person in certain in some of those same areas that i was deficient in if you will mm-hmm. but then i actually jumped the fence and think the other way too if Everything would have been better. I think I would have been further along. Mm-hmm. And I think I still could have gotten there. Because why I say that is I think, I'll just use this in like in the Christian circles. Mm-hmm. A lot of times when there's somebody that comes to God, let's just say there's two people that come to God. One of them comes to God and they're, let's just say 40 and the other one comes in 40. Mm-hmm. This one over here, the first person spent half their time in prison, was mm-hmm. a drug dealer, you know, was kind of like the the worst guy in town, mm-hmm. destroying people's lives because of him just wanting to pursue gangs and all right. this other, made at a living hell for everyone. Then they come to God. Mm-hmm. Then you have the second person that came to God when they were 40, almost had, it seems like a, almost a picture perfect life. Mm-hmm. And they were raised in church. They you know, but then they finally surrendered when they were 40. I, I I see a lot of times that people will point to the first one saying, that's a powerful testimony. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it is. But I've actually started coming to the conclusion 
that I think the second one is a more powerful testimony. Mm -hmm. Why do I say that? Because Jesus came to the earth to show us how to live, how to have a relationship with his father. Right. Who lived a better testimony than he did? Mm. Nobody. Mm -hmm. That being able to turn away and look sin, look at the devil straight in his face when he's tempting him, mm -hmm. here, bow down. No. Mm -hmm. And he stayed fast. Yes. He did not waver. To me, that is the, the strongest testimony there is. Right. But many times in churches, I see that we glorify the first one and say that that's powerful. Mm -hmm. So yeah. the person who's been stayed steadfast and that's, you maybe serve God longer and they didn't have to go through all of that tough right. times and the, all the extra hurts and stuff. Sometimes we feel like, man, God really has his hand on that life. Yeah. But because you didn't have to go through that, didn't God have his, his hand, hand on your life? Also in your life, yeah. So I'm not saying one overrides the other. I no. just feel like sometimes we almost put that first person on a pedestal. And I'm saying that because that was my dad's life. Yeah. Okay. He he went through all of that. Mm -hmm. He never bragged about it. He was wow. he, he was humbled mm -hmm. because of the life that God saved him from. Yeah. But I only say that that I don't know if it's uh, something good that we do by judging how we got to where we're at. Yeah. On how things could have been different. Right. That's more. So I'm not. You know, I just wanted to kind of share both sides of that because I think sometimes we glorify, you know, the rougher life yeah. and stuff like that. And I'm, I've am i been a victim of it because mm -hmm. I never went to prison, but mm -hmm. I had a lot of friends and stuff that did. So did, yeah. there was one of the, a young guy that when I was getting into drugs, I got him into it Why? and he ended up committing suicide. Oh. And I felt responsible for that. Mm. And I didn't. And that, that was one of those guys that went home to his mom and dad and had a beautiful life. And right. I feel like I had the part to play in destroying that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's just, I don't know. I just think that we need to see that the grace that God's given us at the end of the day was sufficient for what we needed. At that time. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if there's a wrong way, a right. right way, wrong way to look at it. Yeah. But I think at the end of the day, I don't thank God that I had to go through everything, but I thank God that he was there as I went through as whatever went through. I needed to go through. Yeah. I don't know. if. No, that's good, Tony. Thank you. Um, and I think we're wrapping it up now. And in wrapping up, in wrapping up uh, for those younger youths out there, or not even the, just those, I'm just talking to everyone in general. So if you're in a point in your life that you can still take that trip to Haiti, go for it. Take a <laughs> chance on yourself. If you're still in that point that I didn't do something, I didn't learn how to love or no one loved me when I was young, but you're still breathing, go out there and love and give it all you have. And if you're that person that said, I missed out on this because whatever reason, but you're in a situation or a position now where you can go forth and live out that dream or whatever it was. This is why we get different. This is why we get another opportunity. This is why we get a new day. So let's take advantage of those times, embrace what God is doing in our lives and go for it. Just go for it. There, you're not going to, nothing is going to happen for, for you just going for it. Okay. So I close with that and I wish everyone a wonderful night. Yep. Have a good night. Mm -hmm.